Welcome to Drilled Podcast. Today's episode is super awesome. Um, I am your host, Dr. Brady Smith, and we have a very amazing guest who has a wealth of knowledge in business, in dentistry, and uh, just being awesome. But before we get into our guest, um, I want to stress that this is a very dental-heavy topic that we're going to be getting into, so I want to do the secret word before at the beginning of the episode. So every episode we have a $500 uh, giveaway that we do for one of our listeners and we do a secret word. Uh, Dr. Emery, I'm going to put you on the spot and have you choose the secret word. So this secret word, when you email this secret word to drilledpodcast at gmail.com, you will win $500 of free dental work given away by yours truly in uh, my Camus location, Camus Washington location. Dr. Emery, have you thought of a secret word? A secret word. It is can be anything. What's that? Is this listed as any? It can be any word. Any word, phrase, whatever you like. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. It could be anything. All right. And just one word. Just one word. Okay. I got it. Okay. Let's hear it. I'm going to say it? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not like a super secret. Like they got to know it so they can email it to me. <laughs> thing and it's so super simple that popped into my head smile smile perfect that's That's great that's exactly what it's about yeah so 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 listen up go ahead and email the word smile to drilledpodcast at gmail.com and you will win five hundred dollars towards any dental work that we offer at our location that's also giftable so if you don't want it yourself and you want to use it for somebody else and give it to someone you think might use it or take advantage be able to take advantage of that you can give it to someone just let us know but be the first and episodes always come out friday morning so uh, uh, be aware of that. And uh, the word is smile. Dr. Emery, thanks for being with us today. I want to tell some people, I want to tell people about you a little bit. And I have right here, mm-hmm. Dr. Jessica Emery is a wife, a mother, a daughter, a sister, an aunt, and a Chicago cosmetic dentist, an entrepreneur. She has like 400 businesses, I think. I, 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 <laughs> I tried to figure out how many she has. I, I, I don't even know if I have a solid number on that, but it's a, it's a lot. Uh, very creative, visionary, philanthropist, uh, a smile stylist, a girl boss, and a lover of life. She grew up outside of Boston in Worcester, Massachusetts. Did I say that right? Worcester. Worcester. <laughs> yeah, I can't say that. Okay. She, uh, she followed in her mother's footsteps and attended Tufts University School of Dental Medicine. She opened Sugar Fix Dental Loft in Chicago. That's the name of her private practice, completely from scratch. Built the practice of her dreams. At Sugar Fix, Dr. Emery has created a spa-like atmosphere. Holy cow, I want to go there like right now. Treating her <laughs> patients to white glove service that she has become known for. I want to ask some questions about that. Mm-hmm. She is, because uh, we have blue gloves at our office. And I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I want to know the difference. She is also the creator behind all of Sugar Fix Dental Loft social media and marketing. And additionally, in the fall of 2016, Dr. Emery launched another business called Dental Soiree. And Dental Soiree has been a dream come true for her and holds unlimited potential for the future of dental marketing. Dr. Emery, thank you for being with us today. Thank you for the, having me. This is so nice of you to, I have so many questions for you. You seem Good. like you have uh, just just dived in to the world of, of dental marketing. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, just by looking at your Instagram accounts and listening to you on a couple other podcasts that I frequent, uh, I consider you to be a very 
uh, rich wealth of knowledge in this department. Thanks. I do love it. So tell me this, uh, true Mm -hmm. or false? Not very many dentists, not very many dentists market at all. True. Right. Right now. So, so start that. Let's start the, I want to start the conversation there with you. Why? So you must talk to a lot of dentists. You probably talk to more dentists than me. Mm-hmm. And I read a, a report that said, oh, it's something like 85% of dentists will never step foot in another dentist's practice for their entire career. They just mm. stay in their home and they never even know what's out there. Mm. Uh, but tell me what you think about what do you think the reasoning is if, if there, not very many dentists are marketing, why do you suppose that is the case? Well, what's interesting with what you just said anyway was, if I can go back for a second, is sure. that you said that they say like in their little home, to me, that is exactly what it is, right? It's your home that you're inviting people into. And what's been amazing to me is that, you know, a lot of dentists are, are um, still practicing dentistry in a real like clinical environment. And instead of making it like super homey and inviting, like I said, their guests in. Okay. Um, so that's been, you know, one eye-opening thing to me too, because that's very much part of your marketing your brand. And your brand is so important. So it's, yes, there's one thing to be said for the outside, billion percent. That's where everybody's living today on, on these little devices here. Mm-hmm. But it's building a bridge back into your practice, right? You're trying to get people online to come in to see you. So I feel like, I mean, I'm just, like I said, amazed at the environment. So we were talking in the intro about a spa-like atmosphere. I think there's a lot to be said about um, you and the, like I said, the office environment and presence. Hmm. So, so I've, uh, yeah, I look around and I see very few advertisements or any kind of attempt at branding in my particular area in Southeast Washington. And I'm just, uh, just north of Portland, Oregon, like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. There's just a river that, that, that uh, divides Portland, Oregon, which is a very large city, uh, to, mm-hmm. uh, from Vancouver, Washington, and Camas, Washington. Mm-hmm. I have two locations in, in Vancouver and one in Camas, which are very close to one another. But I, I often think I'm so lucky that no one else markets because yeah. I'm obsessed with it. I love mm-hmm. marketing. I love thinking of new ideas for marketing. And mm-hmm. I just feel like there's just no competition besides major, uh, like corporate type of uh, entities, corporations. And full right, disclosure, I work for, I do work with a, a franchise called Comfort Dental, but we're a little different than most like traditional DSOs where we kind of own and operate and manage our own marketing and we kind of operate in a very, like if you walked into my practice, you wouldn't really know that we're part of a larger corporation and neither does the patient because it's very owner owner operated and and uh, very customer service service oriented mm-hmm. but i've narrowed it down to three things that i think and i'd like you to uh give me your opinion on this too i think most dentists think to themselves i don't need to market mm-hmm. i don't want to market and i don't know how and sometimes i think it's a combination of those three things where it's like you know you don't want to mess with the status quo things are going okay Maybe mm-hmm. they could be better, but gosh, what's the effort? How much effort do I got to put in to get something right. to get something out? 
because marketing is hard work, right? Yeah. So, I think they don't know for sure. Like they don't know, it becomes intimidating. Right. Um, they don't want to spend the money because they want to know the ROI and it's a long race <laughs> when it comes to marketing. And right. um, I'm not patient with like with that, but like, and the other thing is just time. It's tough. Like we're both dentists practicing dentists too. It's, it's tough and it does require time outside of chair time to mm-hmm. put in that thought, that thought process, which takes a lot of, of time, the creative, the creative side. Yeah. You know? Let me give you an but example of, of, I'll give you an example of something I did. Yeah. I think you're exactly right. And I like what you're hitting on is that it's the risk. And I think some mm-hmm. people are naturally averse to risk. Some people thrive in that kind of environment and some people, uh, they curl up in the fetal position when they think of, I might lose a dollar and I can't lose a dollar. Right. So, right. Um, you know, I walk through PDX airport from time to time in Portland, Oregon. And if you walk through any of the concourses, they have these huge five foot by five foot kind of backlit advertisements. And I've never seen any for like dentists. So I started contacting their advertising department and I said, hey, what is it? Because I'm 12 minutes away from the Portland airport Mm -hmm. and I like to advertise. So uh, anyway, to get a couple of those little five by five foot backlit advertisement, it was going to cost me $3,000 a month Mm -hmm. and I had to commit to a year. Uh So I had to put $36,000 on the line without any guarantee that anyone's going to uh, come to my practice because of that, right? Uh-huh. Uh, but I pulled the trigger and I did it and I ended up uh, probably breaking even, I'd say. I didn't get a lot. And it was, it was definitely, start, it was way out there, right? It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, something that I'd never seen before, way out mm-hmm. there. And then I did another marketing campaign in a local mall where I just bought a kiosk with signs and that has killed it. So that cost me $1,300 a month to rent the kiosk in the mall that it's right by like a movie theater and like, it's like a, by a pet store and people walk by it all the time. There's a little kid's place right at the what mall. What are you doing there? What's the kiosk do? It just has signs. It's, it's unmanned. I don't sell any products at the oh kiosk. My I just wow. have signs that say, and I got the, I, I stole the idea from a guy who does LASIK, LASIK surgery. He had a sign there and I stole, so I, I can't take full credit, but I thought, gosh, he's had that sign there for as long as I've lived here. It must be working. So I actually called his office and I said, this must work for you guys, right? And they're like, oh yeah, we kill it with that sign. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine if you got like a college kid that was like with a little iPad, like make your appointment now on like local med. <laughs> yeah, no, we've thought about, we've thought about putting an iPad in like somehow installing it. So it's not, uh, so it can't be th- like the glass that you can touch. But, right. Yeah. So you can try to make appointments right then and there and strike while the yeah. iron's hot. That's what we're missing. But right now so, we just yeah. have kind of, uh, attractive deals that we put up there. Uh-huh. to get people to call us and make an appointment once they come in. But that would be the cherry on top is definitely right. uh, some kind of... get them while they're interested to pick up their, like, their phone. And, yeah. and then I have their phone number and email address, and now, now I can contact them and make sure they come in and, and, and we can work with them. But That's that was amazing. another one that I thought was, geez, I don't know about this. I had to sign a year contract. That was $1,300 a month for a year. So we're talking, gosh, fifteen grand to, yeah. to commit to without any kind of promise. And that one worked 
really, really well. So I kind of, what, what I wanted, and I have no idea why the airport one didn't work so well, because I thought... But it was one year though, right? The airport was only one year you gave it. I gave it one full year, and then, I, and then we started, and honestly, yes, in the last three months, definitely started to see a little bit of an increase, but it was just such an expense that we decided right. to pull that, and the mall, the mall was bringing us in 10 times more than what we were putting into it. Uh, it's more local. I mean, I like the idea of the airport because it's t- it's tricky with the bright digitals because they switch, right? The ads just constantly switch. Not these it's ones. Not like, I specifically oh, chose one that doesn't switch. It's a poster of me and my my business partner, and it says our so name on it. And it has. And a- I think time that probably would have would have picked up because there are enough people sitting around the airport. So I advertise on the L platform in Chicago. Oh. And. I, years ago, I would have never thought to do that. And it's, it's crazy expensive as well. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I had a rep kind of pop in from this like adorable bakery. Oh my gosh. I know no one can see me, but actually like, this is a picture of the cookie cookies. I have them on my board here. Oh, yeah. smiley, box of smiley face cookies had me at hello. And I'm like, all right, what are you selling? I don't usually welcome any solicitors into practice, but I'm like, all right, I'll sit down with you. Sure. Sure. And, about it and I said you know what I'll be willing I'd be willing to to give it a shot and so because I love the marketing and um, the creative element I started making kind of my own ads and putting them up on the L I can tell you to date it has been like our biggest driver because people are up there on that platform and they're just you know they're sitting around they're on their phones they're gonna be like oh I'm gonna go to their Insta and check it out or whatever just like an airport I'm thinking is kind of where they're they're waiting around so when I, yeah, when I spoke to the advertising agency that runs that department in the airport, they said, you know, they gave me stats on like 22 million people will walk by your sign every single year. And lots of those people live in Portland. Lots of, them peop- lots of those people aren't living in Portland, but our deals are attractive enough, I think, that people might travel. They come in and out for business. They might whatever. travel enough to see us or be there enough. And we went to some mm-hmm. uh, more of a regional terminal. We added mm-hmm. a regional terminal. So that's doing short flights from like Portland to Seattle, uh, Portland to yeah. Spokane and uh, some local. So we thought regional was a good place to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you see any other kind of healthcare type of ads being done at the L train or was just, this was kind of like, you felt like this was something that kind of was new. Like what no, else is advertised not- on the L train in this kind of uh, area? Like, <laughs> Sweet. Um, which yeah, goes, which no, goes great with dentistry. Right. And so I was definitely one of the first in the market. I can tell you, um, in the past several years, I've seen some like eye, eyeball places, uh, you know, eyeglass places pop up and other things that are more health related. Okay. But for the most part, it was big brands, um, because it's costly, right. And smaller, yes. like health people haven't been, um, just don't want to take that risk. I've been to your point risk adverse. For me, yeah. I'm not in insurance companies. I'm out of network completely. Uh, we collect hundred percent upfront. Like I don't have any AR. <laughs> I, so uh-huh. I have to make the investment on the upfront to try to get myself in front of people. We're going to, we're going to talk about that in a second. Cause I think that is maybe the most impressive thing I've ever heard. Uh, so we're going to, cause I've started two practices from scratch too. And I'm going to tell you my experience is very different than yours, I'm sure. But, mm-hmm. um, uh, okay. So, um, I want to know what you think, because you talked to a lot of dentists, what percentage of dentists, so we talked about dentists that market versus dentists that don't, what percentage of dentists do you think are attempting to have a social media presence? Uh, Can you try to put a percentage on that? 
Is it well, low or high? Really interesting. I mean, I don't know. I immediately, my gut wanted to say 65. Um, okay. It's interesting because the younger ones coming out get it. They get it. Like my dental girl gang page, like the young ones have branded themselves mm. out of the gate. Yeah. And, um, and they all like talk to one another. It's so impressive. But um, the ones that are a little bit older, um, and I'd put myself kind of like up there, getting up there, but okay. uh, because, right, for, I didn't, I wasn't brought up, like I didn't even have Facebook forever. I mean, I was late to the game and all of this as well, which to my point, anybody can do this. But I think that they're trying, and that's where a lot of the times, but half-assed, if you will, a little bit. I mean, sure, sure. That way. Um, either you, you kind of have to go all in. I mean, you've got to be consistent. Consistency is key. Right. Um, now I'm going to tell you something and I, uh, I don't take this very lightly. I don't, uh, I'm not one to just give compliments just for the sake of giving compliments, but sugar fix dental loft is the best name <laughs> I have ever heard in my life. Yeah. I am. Thank you. It's one of those things. Sometimes I, I listen to a lot of music and I, and I follow a lot of musicians and, and they always talk about the songs they wish they would have written. Like they're so mad that someone else wrote that song because it's so good. <laughs> I'm so mad that I didn't think of that name because it's uh, such a good, it's such a good name. So is this like dang. a situation where like a lot of people know the ch their children's name like a decade before their children are even uh, born? Do you, did you have this for a while? Did it come to you? Like how did you, how did, Ooh. how did Sugar Fix come to existence? I racked my brain. I'm oh. telling like, Weeks and weeks, like writing name, like names upon names, like notebooks with names and playing <laughs> yeah. with names, yeah. And everything still, it just like, just like hit. Um, and you know, and then like I said, that's all she wrote. Like I just knew that was that was locked and loaded. Um, and I do that with with all of my businesses. It's funny too. Even dental spray people are like, oh, spray people come and sell that. Why would you do that? Like that is something. I just knew I wanted to be like dental party, like dentistry can be like the fun side, yeah. etc. Um, White yeah. Hot, I quit back in 2012 with that name. That's before the before White Hot became like the hottest thing in InStyle magazine. Right. I mean, so you have a, a whitening line, a line of teeth whitening called White Hot, spelled H A U T E, which is also just a banger. I mean, that is that is that is uh, that is shipped and ready for packaging. Uh, the the <laughs> name is. Fantastic. You, I mean, like, and what I like um, is that, like, you definitely, like, it's obvious, like, just little things like that, like, you know what you're doing with the marketing, with the branding, and, and you, it's very deliberate, these names and, and, and the usage of, of the words and even the spelling down to these yeah. little things that I think are just uh, key. And White Hot is, like, really, really cool. I mean, it's just gorgeous, gorgeous. You know, it's like, Got hair salon, black leather chairs, and white, gorgeous wallpaper, and the chandeliers. I mean, it's really um, different. And with the flights of white, so the yeah. menu are, you know, flights of white. It's, it's definitely different. So I'm always trying to think of different things. The best part about that is that this is the first one of maybe, I hope, another one or two. Um, but I'm building it, you know, it's a pop-up within Sugar. It's got its own front, uh, storefront, but I am trying this out within Sugar because I was already paying the rent on the second half of the space, but I wasn't using another thousand square feet. Okay, so, okay, so White Hot is actually a, its own physical location? Yeah. And it started out, you started out doing it internally in Sugar Fix, in your dental office. So, no, so White Hot, um, so I had 2,000 square feet, 
I'm, I only, I practice under 24 hours a week on one side utilizing what, like, I don't know, 800 square feet of that space. So I just wanted, um, I like my team to have desks and all this. I wanted cushy space, but realistically, when you look at what I'm paying in the city for that, um, it didn't make sense. So I said, let's just do this as like a pop-up within, like as a beta round and basically remodel half of that space to the front, to the storefront with all of the, the, um, you know, the logos on the front, signage, et cetera. And so when people are coming into schedule, they come in that door and it's not connected. Although it's next to Sugar Fix, it's not connected to Sugar Fix. Okay. Yeah. No, I think I get that. That, That's, that's, uh, okay. So this reminds me of my next question. Um, How do you staff for like, do you have staff and they're like, Oh geez, Dr. Emery just thought of another business. Great. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> and then and then, and then they're, and they're like, okay, well, cancel my plans for the next week. I'm busy with Dr. Emery's next business. Jeez. My uh, brain. Is yes. it the same? You got a crew that kind of helps you, and then they it, are awesome. Yeah. Um, I've got yeah, I've got teams, teams, um, obviously, but. They're all amazing and just, yeah, get my brain, which is just like explosion. You know, I yeah like to fly high and be creative and the whole, it's amazing. So I've got incredible implementers. So like I can come up with the next thing and then I've got somebody that will just kind of take it and run. And so a big shout out to all my incredible team members. I love it. But they really do put up uh, with a lot for me because I'm always, I'm such a dreamer and I'm always coming up with the next thing and I shift and I change my mind a lot and I know that doesn't feel safe for people sometimes um yeah. but but I also think that team members like like the ride you know it's not your kind of stagnant like the same old same old every day in dentistry well they better either. they better like the ride because yeah <laughs> you got ideas coming out 60 miles an hour and uh I do. and they're I do. good and they're good head. ideas you gotta i mean you gotta you can't you can't sit on these ideas for you gotta hey this is a good idea and uh you gotta run right. with it right and they come up and then they're inspired to come up with their own i mean just on on we use the voxer app um today you know i was at the account and my team it's an admin day at my office and they sent me they're like hey we're thinking next week next week is kind of is a vacation week we just don't have any patients scheduled so I'm going to come in and do some training with them. And they're like, hey, we're thinking this, that, and the other for Facebook and doing a live. And we're going to do Ask the Doctor. And I was like, this is great. I love it. It's great. So that they're thinking box too now. Yeah. And, that you know, that's on you to kind of energize the group to, to become that way. So, and that's definitely like something that I personally struggle with because I, you know, I practice and I have two practices. And then I also have a, a podcast. And then uh, I also kind of have that kind of brain where it's like, I'm, I'm spread pretty thin, but I can go thinner. I don't need to. I, I, oh, 24 hours in a day. I, I can still not sleep for a few hours and I can do this other project. So it's easy, right? Yeah. Um, and getting people to. Uh, uh, so I got an amazing kind of audio video director for the podcast and, and I met him through my practice and you need a lot of dental work. So that was an easy, cool. I'll do your dental work. And, uh, and, and then now you're my slave forever. And that's how we, <laughs> that's how we operate. Um, nice. but, uh, okay. So back to staffing, I have some sp- very specific questions because when you, you started sugar fix dental loft in mm-hmm. what year? Uh, 2006, 2006, very soon after, after school. And, um, and you decided, no insurance, fee mm-hmm. for service, 
So that means to, to people who aren't in the dental speak, that just means no insurance is accepted. Whatever you got, it just straight. Here's a menu of prices, right? So you need a crown. This is what I charge. You need a filling. This is what I charge. You need a veneer. This is what I charge. You want whitening. This is it. And you get kind of an a la carte type of pricing structure. Now, I love that because I think one of the main things I don't like about the profession is mm -hmm. that if you have 10 different patients who need the exact same crown, yep. you have 10 different yep. prices. No way. And that's insane, right? No way. Now, that's yeah. what the majority of dentists deal with is that, mm -hmm. well, Mrs. Jones has this insurance and they cover this much and then the contracted fee is that much and that other patient is cash, so this is the price for them. It's, it is uh, exhausting. So I'm super oh. jealous of a yeah. fee-for-service type of situ situation, right? Because then... You have and then a having a patient question you and say, well, what does my insurance pay? It's like, if you had cancer in your arm, like, are you going to like question that? Like what your insurance, I don't get it. I don't get it. So, so was the reasoning from the get go. So I started two practices from scratch and one in 2014, I did another one in 2016. And, uh, but I am very dependent on insurance, very dependent on all kinds of insurance. And I have sure. a very different way of thinking about this, and it's, and, and it's fine. I don't think there's a wrong way to think about it. I think it's just very different uh, applications of doing the same job. Mm -hmm. um, but I can't imagine doing that with, with fee-for-service. I think it requires an incredible amount of talent to, uh, to do that. So how, I want to know, back to staffing, how did you initially staff your office? Day one, we got zero patients, right? Mm -hmm. So how did you initially staff? Do you have a receptionist, a hygienist, a dental assistant, one of each, or how bare bones were you to start off with? Yeah, when I opened, I had one person because, like I said, I mean, we had, right, we had debt. Um, I was given X amount to kind of open, and that mm -hmm. was it. And I was also told that, like, it wouldn't work. There's so many people, like consultant people in dentistry, that it was ugly. Um, but I really, really strongly believed in and where I was going with that. So I started with one and let's keep in mind too, I was a dental assistant kind of through like high school and right. college and dental hygienist. Like I had been there, done all of it. So I was just like, I can do this. You know, if I have someone at the front, she, I just made sure she was cross-trained so that when the phone rang or she would greet someone, she'd come back and help me. Now with no insurances, there's like no anything, right? I mean, it's pretty, pretty clean. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're just basically, you got a, a cashier at the front. Right. You and don't have to deal with, I mean, not dealing with billing. Billing is uh, by far the most complicated aspect of managing and running a dental practice. I don't think any dentist right. would disagree with that. Right. And then you're paying a big salary to one person to do that as well. Usually, yes. Or multiple people to do that. Right. Or two or three. Yeah, some people have three. I mean, it just seems so crazy to me. And, and people are so frustrated and angry where it's just like if they could just slowly kind of back off them, to me, they could, you know, work less and make more ultimately at the end of the day. But I think people are really afraid to do that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Let me, so let me venture into this. Now this, I, I, uh, I want to know what you think if, if you think, okay, first of all, you must've been approached by different dentists from over the years colleagues who are like, how are you doing this? Because I think yes. a lot of people envy a fee-for-service practice. They feel mm -hmm. beholden to the insurance companies 
like yeah. an indentured servitude type of situation, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. they're, they're deathly afraid, like I said earlier, they're deathly afraid of losing that dollar. They can't, some dentists can't stomach any risk at all. Mm -hmm. If there's a chance I might lose money, I'm not, not budging. I'm not, not going not gonna to do anything about it. So uh, with all these people kind of, how are you doing this? Um, I want to know if you think most dentists can do that and are just too afraid to do that. Or if you think it actually is quite difficult and, and takes a level of, of talent and skill that you're shaking no, your head. I, no I see you shaking talent, your head. I have no more talent or skill than anyone else out there. Nada. Not a mouth. Oh, no. I disagree with I that. Mean, you named your office no. sugar, sugar Fix. That, that, no, that's I a mean, different... I'm not talking about clinical talent. I'm talking about marketing. I know. Marketing talent. No. Well, it's people taking care of people at the end of the day. Absolutely. I, I do believe it starts on the, on the outside for sure. Right. Yes. So like the marketing and culture is what draws people in. And to me, they've already made that buying decision on the outside. Right. I know that. Once they, once we they walk into your office, they they're sold. They wouldn't be there. Right. Unless they were already sold. I mean, I'm in a really saturated area in Chicago too, but there's something right. so okay. broken in, you know, this is so interesting. I mean, and this is just me, but like, and this is how I think kind of the world is. I had a really, um, to me, it was a cute, a, a marketing, a dental company sent me these cute little adorable custom-made toothbrushes for me. Like, we follow you on Instagram. What do you think of these? Don't show them on Instagram because these are custom-made for you. Um, la -di da Anyway, I put them away. And just yesterday or the day before, I pulled them out. I said, well, I want to reach out to her because I'm doing my next workshop soon. And I wanted to kind of bring them in. The sister company, I said, this is the coolest thing ever. Let me look them up. And I go to Instagram and like nothing, like, like not even a profile picture, nothing about their business, no photos, nothing. This is like a sister run fun. Well, to me, I think the products that had been sent to me thought that they were fun. So then I go, then I'm like, okay, I'm going to spend the time, which usually no one has time to even go to the next talk stuff, right? But I'm like, let me check out their website. Awful. And you know what? I was okay. like, and she said, we want to align with your brand. I'm like, we don't align. So, <laughs> right. We can't make those two puzzle pieces fit all the time. No, right? but I said, how can I help? Like, how can I help? I would love to, to help them um, because they have something that they could really make something. And I don't know where they're being held up on it, but I guess that's the point with like branding is that, you know, again, the consistency and really stepping into that is when people go to look for you, what does that look like? Because they're going to buy mm -hmm. from like, like attracts like, and they're going to decide where they want to be and who they, whom they want to buy from. So exactly. And I think that is the big difference maker in a, like a fee for service practice. So let me give you my, my experience. So I, I, I accept state insurance, which is, which blows people's mind in a state of Washington, which has one of the lowest reimbursement rates. But I strongly believe, uh, and this is, I know I don't share this opinion with a lot of dentists, but I strongly believe all patients are a good patient. I want all of them. So we run, but we do high, but we do high volume and we make up for, for things. So a lot of things like with state insurance, they don't cover dental implants. They don't cover posterior root canals. They don't cover crowns, Yeah. but just because they have state insurance doesn't mean they don't have money. And I've experienced no, okay. that many, many, many yeah. times. And that's the common misconception that most dentists have is that they have state insurance. They don't have money. They're only going to stay within the parameters of the state. 
and you know an extraction's like $52 or something uh, most dentists would think is abysmal but that's how I start my practices both times I get state I, I you know I, I accept state so I get an immediate I'm immediately seeing 50 to 75 new patients a month and building the practice up that way and then every person if they like their experience, they refer, you know, I think ADA has statistics like 3.4 people over a lifetime to my practice, right? And, and they have friends and they may not always have state insurance and may get better insurance and may get no insurance, become a cash paying patient, or their, mm-hmm. their situation might just change over, over a period of time. Right. So, so that was my strategy for starting from scratch. Now, starting from scratch in any way is scary. Because you open doors on day one, and you you just aren't doing anything. I mean, I mean, you just uh, maybe you have some uh, some small things scheduled, but it's all like new patient exams, and just it's really daunting and scary. Right. And I would be scared to do fee for service. So, and the way I interpret fee for service, so my strategy is really easy to understand. I feel like because it's like it's a volume thing. I take all these patients that kind of nobody else. I don't want to say nobody else wants but no one else is taking, let's just say that. And, yeah. and, uh, and I, make, I make it work very, very well for me and my, my partners and my associates. Fee-for-service, they've got to like you before they ever go in. Right. They are, so you have to have an online social media presence. You have to have proven yourself worthy. Scheduling, like mm-hmm. all in the detail. I mean, yeah. It and, is, it, that's what I meant about white glove. It is literally like, Ritz Cotton Central, like us knowing if they just had a birthday and like having a cupcake for them, like the little details. Thank you for the reminder of the white glove. Talk to me about white glove. Talk to me about if I go into sugar, I don't remember people's birthdays. (laughs) I don't, I don't send them birthday cards, but I, I do absolutely recognize the value in, in doing that. And again, it's just a, a different application of doing the same job. And uh, so tell me about a, a white glove approach that you think maybe not everybody's doing that, that kind of makes sugar, sugar fix um, a different type of experience for a patient. Well, one, I mean, it's, I, I certainly recognize that time is valuable for everybody today, right? So I do attract, um, you know, attorneys, doctors. I mean, a lot of young, it's amazing too, just a lot of young kids the city they're like in their 20s and 30s that just follow me on social mm-hmm. that kind of want to be, be part of the culture but um but the experience for sure is making sure that um from the first touch through email um that they obviously understand the way that we work with the super service delicately put and um but welcoming welcoming them in and then that's where the kind of the conversation starts once they get in um oh my gosh just from the minute they walk in with the experience of the practice and the candle. I mean, what's been amazing to me too, even some practices, I forgot to say this on the last podcast one, but yeah. practice is like having professional window washers is really important. If you're if people, if I can draw a smiley face on the outside of your window in the dirt, like you, people are noticing that kind of stuff, right? So like my planters in front are well manicured and people come like the windows are immaculate. Yeah. Like the stuff that people notice, even in the morning we're windexing if there are fingerprints from yeah. the end, you know, it's awesome. It, it's fun. Our front bathroom, like I said, the, the toilet paper is in a little triangle after every single patient. 
Um, but the smell throughout the practice is like wafting in in spa. Do you like, have a smell guy? No. Oh, I, I just use, I use candles, but I. Oh, I you know. use candles. I use candles. I found I, a, I found a smell guy, and then my staff hated it, so I had to I had to get rid of it. But I I, I love. Know, I've been afraid of I mean, like different smells like that. Yeah, my wa- I come home and my, my wife tells me I don't even know how to interpret this. She tells me I smell like a dentist, and I'm like I don't okay. Well, I am a dentist, <laughs> so full on works out. So people always say to my me when they come in, they're like, "Oh my gosh, the smell is so amazing! Like it does not smell like dental." Like, it's a big deal. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. A smell smells a big deal because a dental office smell is definitely a negative connotation to most people. Right. And so even in the, when they're taking back two for another scent, we have a hundred percent like the lavender, young living lavender. Um, I've got some other ones too, but we, I put it on a little gauze and then put it on their, on their um, apron clip. So they're Uh just, it's wasting up just ever so lightly. That's brilliant. um, When we're working. Um, I've got like love spell spritz in the back. If I even feel like I smell a little too soft, like that thing's being spritzed. I mean, we're so hyper aware of the patient, what they see what they feel, their purse, if they even put it on the floor, we pick it up and put it on the, the little like stool. Do, um, they're cold beverages. Yeah. Do you, are you giving beverages? Oh, a, a full choice of like from bubbly, like sparkling still, what their preferences are. Yes. I want to be a patient at Sugar Fix so bad right now. Do and it you, comes out on this little cute, like, you know what I mean? Like a little serving tray. And, oh my gosh. Um, it's just, it's the details. Like I would love to just share with everybody. You should videotape your, your initial patient experience like that. And, uh, do you, do you give people a hot towel for their face? We do. Yeah. Lavender Uh, lemon. And it comes on this little stainless steel tray. I knew you were going to say yes. I knew you were going to say yes. Aware watching the person, like when they're done, you just quickly like put it right in front of them. So they don't have to like look or even think for a second. It's like, Oh, yep. Thank you. Putting it back. I didn't didn't know. Yeah, I didn't have yeah. my first experience with a hot towel till uh, maybe a few years ago. I'm a big fan of hot towels now. Oh, they're amazing. They're, I mean, love them. who would have thought? Whoever invented that, I don't know, but it's it is refreshing, <laughs> and wonderful, and relaxing. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm now I'm motivated. Now I'm motivated. <laughs> my staff's Everyone gonna. Should do that. I have them at White Hot as well. There, people absolutely, absolutely love them. Oh, that's great. Um, the battery today in today's world, again, when everyone's carrying their their phones, um, you know, the battery, the little Mopi packs are perfect. I think that dental chairs, just like airport chairs, should build in the little USB cord guys. Yeah. To the chair, but so. Um, so here's what I'm. So okay. So back to so so back to my point where I the question of. Uh, can everybody do this? I think if every, well, okay, so here's how I think about it. You ever been stuck in traffic and it's like bumper to bumper? I think to myself all the time, if everyone just put their foot on the accelerator at the same time, <laughs> then we wouldn't have any traffic, oh right? Oh my gosh. So just every, if we had some way to like communicate collectively we, sure. we wouldn't have tra- we would fix the problem of traffic everywhere, right? So I think if everyone could somehow, but obviously that's impossible. But if you could communicate collectively with the dental profession, say everybody dropped dental insurance at the exact same time, mm-hmm. it would work 100%. Now, now, now that's dropped and everyone has to pay whatever. Now it's true like capitalism where it's just fee for service. This is my fee. This is what I offer. And man, right. I would love that. But because of the amount of talent it takes to market yourself in a way that proves your value before they ever walk in the door, my fear is that not everybody, not everybody is equipped to do that. 
Well, if everyone did it, I mean, I really truly feel like either it's going corporate or it's going fee for service. I feel like the people in the middle are going to get lost. So like everyone needs to step in and up their A game because um, the train's like left the station. And I, I absolutely truly believe everyone can do it. You guys work on high volume. I work, like I said, under 24 hours. I have what, 400 people and I'm making over seven figures as a practice. It's so doable. If you look at all of your patients and you cut back, like you just kept your top tier, your top 25%, I bet you, you could do wonders with that because sure. so much more time like digging in spending that that quality value time with them that then there's more conversation being had for other services they may want that may you know well for you like because for me it comes down to like that cosmetic stuff the the other things that they have really dreamed and wanted to do is spending the time dreaming with them yeah you know well, and i think as long as there's an option you're always going to have the patients who are like going to follow their benefits. They're going to, this are is they where, the ones you want, ultimately. Well, they're, I want they're, they're, they're always the ones that I want. I, like I said, I my, my mentality, uh, is, since the beginning is I want them all. I don't care who it is. I don't care what their insurance is. I want them all. So we run, <laughs> so we run, you know, there are certain procedures where like, yeah, I don't make a lot of money. But, but we make up for it in other ways because we're very, but it's a different, and I don't think there's a wrong or right way to run things. I think there needs to be, no. there needs to be in the, in the, um, uh, in our profession, there needs to be boutique practices. There needs to be, because people, because that's a fulfilling a demand that people want. Right. But there also needs to be volume clinics that, that, that run lower fee because not everyone can afford uh, some people need to work within their insurance because of uh, financial limitations. So, but I'm very accepting of like, uh, I'll, I'll take the hit now to make something later. I, I'm in it for the long haul, not for the $52 extraction that I just did. That's not my takeaway. So, right. but the other thing I'll say about fee for service, which I think to be fair, fee for service, you know, most insurances haven't changed their benefits since the 1980s. I mean, it's uh -huh. like a thousand dollars, fifteen hundred dollars, two thousand. You're it's and if you have a treatment plan that's ten thousand dollars, it doesn't. It's it's a ten percent, twenty percent type of difference, which isn't. Right. It doesn't. It's. I mean, it's it's significant for some people, but for, for some people, it's not. I mean, that's one one tooth. You max out your insurance for the year, and now you're basically uninsured. So, right. to be fair, you know, fee for service just cuts that out. I wish that there was, I mean, like medical insurance, you can get full coverage, catastrophic type of insurance, but that does not exist in very many right. situations for dental. And I wish that it did. That would solve a big problem too, where people could have a $10,000 plan to cover sure. these big, these big cases that they, that they need. But you know, people max out at 1500 bucks. I just, what I've found is like with the insurances and, and dentists that I've worked with, they're just like on the hamster wheel chasing their tail and they are tired and they hate it because the overhead in dentistry is so high, as you know. Yes. And it comes down to the quality of life. And then, of course, people are like, oh, my gosh, like, you know, you make X. Well, we know that that's gross, right? Because on paper, it's completely different. Um, you know, <laughs> right. Oh, my God. But, you know, I just, right. So we all choose the way we want to practice our lifestyle and such. But, like, if you wanted to do three days um, on insurance, you probably couldn't. I mean, I don't, depending on your rent and all of your overhead expenses. So it's kind of like leaning in and deciding what you want. Like, I love that you, that fuels your fire. That's awesome. As long as it makes your heart happy, 
that's what matters, right? Like for me, what I do, I could not work with insurances. Like I would rather I get out. There's no way. I just, I, right. I yeah. couldn't. Um, I love practicing from my heart the way, you know, I see it and want to do it and be able to spend the time with my people and, um, and everything else. Like it's, that's really important to me. So. That's awesome. And, I, and like I said, that needs to exist in the space. That needs to exist. And and I think there's many different practice styles that I think need to exist because there's many different styles of patients. And patients need right. to find where they gel the best. Yes. And uh, I can't stress enough how much I want to be a patient of Sugar Fix. Oh, my gosh. I want my I hot towel. And I there's want... There's such an opportunity. Like, the younger ones coming out reach out to me a lot. Do and. There's an opportunity because they get, again, the brand, they get the practice, they're building it, right. Building it up already. Like with, you know, they're not buying it and having to refurb and all of that. So, yeah. but they're still saying, Oh my God, like I'm just, I'm adding all these insurances and I don't want to. And it's like, you just, again, have to, you just have to work a little harder um, and believe. Yeah. And you work a little differently. It's just, it's, it's a very yeah, different, different, no, I'll, I will be the first to admit my way of opening a practice to me is way easier because it's just, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a gimme. I know exactly how many patients are going to be in my chair. I may be busy in the first month, way super busy, right? And, and so that to me is way easier. I think there's a lot more mis- mystery and like unknown doing the fee-for-service <laughs> type of thing, yeah. right? Yes, sure. But you are, you are such a wizard at marketing yourself and marketing your brand. And I think that is just uh, a tremendous talent that I'm super um, jealous of and envious. Oh, thank you. I mean, I just, well, there's no, you can't, like if the practice, like you said, you look at it for me. Yeah, I look at it. And August is such a slow month for us because everyone's, you know, it's almost back to school. People mm-hmm. are on vacation and all that. And you kind of, I kind of do go into the fight or flight, like panic mode, you know, what are we going to do? Yeah. Here, how are we going to step it up? Um, and then at times I'm like, you know what, let's just utilize the time and plant our seeds, you know, and um it's, it's hard, you know, it's not versus like you being like, yeah, full scale girl, woohoo, like we're good to go and no worries. Yeah. It's just, it's rocking at and, all times. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, what I really want to stress with Dennis, cause I think this happens a lot. There's a little bit of infighting with Dennis sometimes that, that bothers me, but I, it's like, I can't stress enough. If someone asks me how to do things, I'm the last person to say, my way is the only way. Never. No. Like yeah. I would say, Go listen to podcasts, go visit dental offices, go look at six of them and see what, how they do things differently and see what you think works best for you because you just right. never, you're just never going to know. I don't, I don't know what I've only done the way that I've done. It's like sure. people always ask me like, uh, uh, how do you like your dental school? And I was like, it was great, but I can't compare it to any other dental school because I never went to any other dental schools. I only went right. to the one. And so right. that's where I got my education from. So if you're asking me like... Would, to go to that one. <laughs> would I rather go to UOP or Tufts? I was like, I, yeah. I don't know, but go talk to someone who went to Tufts and go talk to someone who went to UOP. I did. Yeah. And then, and then you can find your answer. Do you have any, are you you're solo doctor, right? By yourself. Yes. No associates, no partners. No, no, no. Um, Plan, I, plans for that in the future? Uh, maybe. I, it's so funny that you say that because, um, I did, I tore the ligament in my hand, um, oh, walking no. into a garden party and was out of, out of work for three months now with and the surgeon said to me, don't worry, you've got AR. And I said, I don't get AR. I don't have AR. Like this is kind of a, a panic. Mm. <laughs> um, but I did bring on somebody during that time, tried it out. Um, and then when dental spray took off, I did bring someone in and tried it again. I actually, today, you know, I had just left a long meeting with the accountant to 
the world all the businesses prior to our podcast today. And I mean, there was talks about that because um, to your point about time, you can feel very stretched thin. And, you know, I just, I feel like I just want to work with Dennis. I just feel like that's my calling and being able to yeah. answer those questions and help them get to their why of what they want and why they want to do it. To your point, there are many different ways, but but happiness is everything. And, you know, in dentistry, like I said, what we found is just that people are so unhappy. And I, that then bleeds over not only to the team, but your family yeah. and everything else. So um, I definitely wanted to do more with, with that. So I may be thinking about it. We talked about that today is having an associate, having me stay one, one day, one to two to do the, the larger cosmetic that I love. And then having them do like all the CRAC restorations, you know, the sure. more of the... So it could it could potentially be in the in the cards for you. I think it might be. It kind of has to be. I mean, I can't do it all. I love to think I can, but yeah. I it's it's tough, right? It's, I mean, it's I tough. I rely. I've always relied on partners. I've had partners. I've been in group practice scenarios since day one. So again, it's this thing I don't know any different, but. Mm-hmm. I love it. The mentorship. I feel like I shaved off years of a learning curve because I had uh, mentors that I could look over their shoulder. They could look over my shoulder, and I think that far outweighed any CE that I could have taken. Was having someone with 15 years experience looking at my X-rays, right. helping me treatment plan, helping me perform the clinical things. So, I I'm a big fan of partnerships, just because working with another dentist who has your back is is very uh it's just it's just a it's just a different it's just a different feeling i think yeah well it would allow me to step more like i said i have an entire another space and team for dental spray and i'd love to kind of split my time yeah i have my team is incredible there and they're working but i'd love to show up for both um and so yeah with that being said i'd also love to mentor someone and i've, I've certainly been approached um i speak at um midwestern dental school on branding mm. and marketing yeah um, we'll be doing in october but i've had several kind of come through and the timing hasn't been right, right up to sure. now. But sure. but now I'm thinking maybe maybe it is the time to, um, yeah. I, I think like I said, we'll see. We'll see what how it all well, plays out. Let's leave it. Let's leave it with this. I think when you when you find someone who's super good at what they do, and they are willing to teach people how to do what they do. I think people ought to latch onto that if that's something that they're interested in, right? Like if I was interested in, in anterior bonding and I found someone who was the best and I, and I wanted to go take, cor- I should go take courses from them. I, I, I just, I think your, your brand of, you're the, way, the way that you market, the way you brand, uh, your deliberateness and, and your thoughtfulness, it just, I, I, I can't imagine going to anyone else if, if that's what you needed to do was, was to, to brand and help market your, your, well, thank uh, you. It takes your, that much your, longer. I keep telling my husband, I'm like, just, you know, it's just, it takes so much longer because of, of dentists, like, uh, understanding this. Because it's not like composites. Dentists are like, oh, added value. Yes. But they're not seeing the value in, in marketing yet. And yeah. I, and, that's, and that's <laughs> tough because dentists have never seen the value in marketing. I mean, there's, so, I there's such a huge portion of the population that's so easy, uh, probably easy to help. In your opinion, probably easy to help. You could help them if they would just ask you how oh but like, they're so close they're, yeah yeah they're so closed down to market it's just not something that they do it's not something they mess with and and uh whatever walks through the door is whatever walks through the door i suppose but definitely you yeah. have my vote i think it's awesome what you're doing i think dentists helping dentists is is the way our profession should be we should help each other okay. 
and and never tear each other down and there's no one has a monopoly on the right way to do things and and everyone's opinions are super uh, important and significant to consider community uh, overcompensation absolutely thank you um let's talk very lastly what is a way people can get a hold of you or take advantage of your services uh for so dental story is um is my business my umbrella business to my online style stock photography site, which is where I stock. Um, I'm doing a workshop coming up here in October. Super excited. It's called Get Social. It's our second one. We had a wait list after the first, um, where we talk a lot about marketing and how to brand and building that bridge to your business and kind of how to get out of the insurance game. Um, and we build a lot of content for them as well, which is really cool. We just give them a jump start on that. Awesome. And a lot of dentists are sending their team members, which is even more awesome because I can take them under my wing and teach them like how to fly with their stuff and their practices. The dentists don't have to think. So this has been forever evolving and it's just becoming more and more exciting. Yeah. Uh, but yes, it's dentalforay.com is the website and Instagram uh, is one of seven, Dental Soiree. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's a lot of Instagrams. The What I got was Dental Soiree, Dental Diaries, White Hot Teeth, Dental Girl Gang, and Sugar Fix Dental Loft. Those are those are the Instagram accounts I found for you. But dental, dental Soiree like and Dental Diaries, I think, are your number ones, right? The Dental Diaries is where I bring everything like together. It's kind of my Got personal it. world that I tie in everything, all my my stories and all of that of, of how how crazy it is, right, with the kids and all the businesses and, right. and the daily. Um, dental Soiree is the creative branding um, digital agency, and then Sugar Fix is my practice. And the whitening bar is the white hot. Um, Sway stock is the um, online style stock. And then Girl Gang is amazing. I have a ama- just that's like out there, but I've got incredible like a vision for where that's going and plans for that. But I can't wait next. to be an observer in the interwebs, just observing how your brands grow and branch out. I love it. Anyway, it's thank so you fun. so much, Dr. Emery, for being okay. with us. Uh, check out her Instagram uh, uh, accounts and, and follow her on those accounts. Uh, can't thank, thank you, you enough for being oh, on Drilled. Huge shout out to you and what you're doing. I mean, it's phenomenal. And if I can like spread that love and everybody should should be on your train because that's giving back and there's nothing more. Whether we go to third world countries, which many of us do, right. um, being able to give back a smile. And then from my standpoint and the marketing standpoint, just like shouting that out to the world. Um, you know, you just put your heart in, take care of somebody, but then, like I said, it's just going to come back 20,000 fold. And I want that to be contagious. That's what we're at. I mean, we want to shout it from the rooftops because I do think it's contagious to help other people. I think you see that and it just warms your heart and people, people, uh, you know, they chase that feeling. And I think it's so wonderful because it's so personally fulfilling. It's just a win-win for everybody involved. So yeah, we're trying to trying to contagious, make that contagious for people. Uh, Thank you, Dr. Emery, for being on. We're going to sign off, okay? Thank you so much.